0: Everyone, I'm Tish Conlin for another episode of Tish Talk. Today I have a very interesting guest, and we're gonna discuss what is sovereignty. Um, how do how do we become um subjects of the state? And I have um someone who's gone through a long journey, his name's Oleg. He's gonna discuss uh, that with us, and he's gonna give links some. Um, to his uh, longer presentation, because it is a, a very lengthy topic. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone, um, if you would like to pre-order my new book, How to Thrive in Chaos, you can reach me at um, through my website, tishconlon.com and send me a note. I will be um, putting a uh, information up on Publicizer soon. Uh, with all the details of the book, it's going to cover a lot of different topics, um, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, um, how we can withstand the storm ahead and actually thrive in it. So um, welcome Oleg, how are you today?
1: Amazing, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. I'm so excited to learn from you about um, your research. How did you get involved in, um, in this journey of what is sovereignty? And you know, you, I know we, we might touch on it, but the, the differences between all of the different laws, maritime law, natural law, God's law. Um, how did you get started on this journey?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. And uh, to be honest, for me, you know, as, as many families, uh men and women, uh through the recent years, uh we faced quite a lot of challenges, right? Uh, let it be the pandemic, uh, and you know, facing challenges at work, facing challenges with business. Uh so, so same was uh, you know, with me. Uh you basically notice what's going on around us, many things uh not quite make sense. Uh, You ask questions and as it unfolds, you know, uh, the truth is the truth. Uh, You can't change it, but uh, would everyone will get to the truth? That's a different question, right? And for me, you know, I I really like to get to the bottom of it. I like to make common sense uh, out of things and uh, not necessarily following Uh, any particular man or woman or mainstream media hence you know through the pandemic I had many questions uh, as I'm sure many of us at the beginning and that basically led me on a journey uh, quite an amazing journey of uh, you know awakening uh, and noticing what's happening and you know fast forward uh, what about three years later uh, you wake up to to a very a harsh reality but an amazing world because this is like my spiritual journey started during this period uh and basically you realize that you in grade one just uh, mm-hmm. of understanding uh, who you are how you end up here how all of us end up here yes that, that's wow. kind of my journey uh, i would say wow. In a short
0: wow. wow so uh what did you do previously what t- sort of background do you have is it um
1: <clears throat> so you know previously just maybe just to give you a quick idea I was born in Russia then then when I was young uh, my parents migrated to Israel uh, where I spent the majority of my life and i arrived to Canada in 2012 and, you know, my life uh, is pretty much being like an entrepreneur.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm mainly in the informa- information technology information technology space uh, and also was investing in real estate before the pandemic started. And, and you know, as, as many of us, we try to chase the dream. Uh, mm-hmm. as we think, you know, uh, getting out of the rat race. But uh, that in hindsight was a very... Wrong path to go that Mm -hmm. I can say today.
0: Uh, Why? uh, Why?
1: Because everything that we perceive, uh, you know, from the TV and from the early childhood as happiness, that's uh, a false narrative. Because, you know, if you look at any newborn child, uh, that's the perfect, best state that we enter this earth, right? At, At peace. Uh, happy and all you want is a shelter and, and food and love and, and this is all you need. But as we grow up, uh, you know, the mainstream media and, and certain uh, small groups, they basically start, um, how should we phrase it, uh, using different techniques of uh, techniques of uh, psychological operations to, to make us believe that, you know, happiness uh, lays down in materialism and if we look around we have a society that's uh, godless and knowingly or unknowingly we participate in this system and you know what's logical uh and not reasonable we don't even question right so we can destroy rainforest uh and and much much more without even questioning you know does it lead us anywhere so you had one car now you have two cars or a better house? Are you happier? Uh, I think, and the answer for most of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, you know, like you can look back to the childhood. And as we grow up, we have more and more and more things more, um, you know, maybe financial ability, but the happiness level is not really changing. Mm
0: -hmm. So you went down, you started down this path, uh, spiritual path the last few years. And, and through that, you've been investigating, really, a, a, for you, it seems to be an important question, what is actually sovereignty? And so maybe we'll talk about that. And, you know, one of the things um, uh, you, you say is that your name's Oleg, first guest I've had with no last name. So can you explain to the audience, a lot of people don't know anything about the difference between natural law and maritime law. Why is it that you just go by your first name?
1: So uh, also we'll jump to my presentation, but uh, the the reason I don't use the last name, because the last name doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to your family. I know for, for many listeners, it's going to be hard to comprehend that. And people get tied to the last name emotionally because they think that it represents the family. But, you know, um, like, let's say, John Smith is just a Smith. It's like any other Smith. It doesn't make you unique. It doesn't represent your family. And if you go into the origins uh, of last names, so the last names coming from China, as far as I know, and the first known uh, recorded last name, it was Emperor Fu, F-U. So today, it's also not a secret, right? The Pope uh, stated quite uh, openly that uh, your first name, your given name, your Christian name belongs to you because it was an act of grace and your mother and father gave it to you. It's not a subject to the state, but the last name at birth was legal and it does belong to the state. Um, And later on, we'll talk about it and I'll show you with my quick presentation, how it actually happens because a child cannot be born subject to the state, right? So it's a journey that you have to be led to be a subject and, and we'll talk about it, how it happens.
0: Well, well, do you want to dive into that now? Because I, I'm really Absolutely. interested. All let's...
1: right. So So let's do it. One second. So basically... We'll start from, you know, just exploring sovereignty and, and I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. So basically, you know, sovereignty, uh, it's a state of being, uh, it's not a certificate. It's, it's the state of your mind It's the state, uh, of your spiritual, uh, you know, state, but it's not a paper. Like you can't be certified sovereign. So this is how I see, right? It's a... You're basically a mental being. So no paper will make you sovereign. Now, let's quickly review just for for the audience, you know, the differences between natural rights and legal rights. So people hopefully have a better understanding of what we are talking about. So not necessarily that I like Wikipedia, but they have a fairly decent uh, summary of, you know, natural rights versus legal rights. So basically, natural rights, those that are not dependent on any laws or customs of any particular culture or government, and so are universal, fundamental, and unalienable, cannot be repealed by human laws, though one can forfeit their enjoyment through one's actions, such as violating someone else's rights. So basically, you can see that Natural rights, what we're born with, you know, to get married, for example, or just travel anywhere, cross any border. That's your natural right. If you want to, you know, for somebody who is living in Ontario, just walk across the border and search for love, maybe, you know, in, in Buffalo or New York, that's your right to do so you at peace, right? Like you searching for law, for example. So you don't need a pass to port, you don't need a paper, Uh, you were born with this right. Just to give some examples for uh, the audience. Now, let's look at legal rights. So legal rights are those bestowed upon a person by a given legal system, right? So you see a clear distinction that legal rights basically have to be given to you and they can be also modified uh, at any point in time by a small group of people so let's keep moving on and we'll review how that happens right so we briefly mentioned natural rights which is you know how you enter this uh lifetime how all of us are born and they're absolutely universal it doesn't matter where you're born If it was Russia, or China, or Australia, or Canada, that's all of them the same. And it doesn't matter if you were born to the king, or the queen, or any particular family. It was absolutely universal. Now, legal rights, or what we also, in many occasions, use human rights, uh, basically come from the birth certificate. And this system that we're going to be talking about is, as far as I know, probably was introduced in 1910. And we're just going to talk about how basically one ends up losing their natural rights and entering what we know a legal system and being a subject to the state. And then the state can dictate, you know, if you're able to work, if you're able to practice uh certain things you know like healing for example people um et cetera et cetera because then you enter a system so basically that what represents legal rights uh and let me just show you where it all begins right so oh I might have that form later on but basically sorry Before the birth birth certificate, when a child is born, uh, we'll take an example, Ontario, right? This is close to home.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, When a child is born, which is a natural um, gift of life, let's say, uh, and the parents choose a given name, uh, the given name uh, by no means can be belonging to the state or can be subject to any legal Rights or duties or obligations. Reason being, because being a citizen uh, deals with contract law. Because you know, we all know that being a citizen comes, as as we already stated, with uh, you know duties, debts, obligations, and privileges. So, i.e., it's a contract, and a newborn child cannot enter that contract just by virtue of birth, right? Also be mindful that all the nations pretty much uh, the majority of them in solvency including canada that means that every single individual in debt and you can look it up it's public knowledge but a child cannot be born being in debt to some alleged creditors that the child doesn't even know right so we have basically few things that's happening when a newborn child you know, enters this earth, uh, be, he can't be uh, a subject to the state. So the state also knows that. So the what happens, the parents basically, you know, I would say, kind of coerce or misled to give away all the information. And this is what all the parents fill up. It's the long form for the birth certificate to basically request the birth certificate. Now, The interesting part, the state comes up with a document that that looks similar to what we are showing, which is the birth certificate. And and you you can see that the name here, at least in Ontario, it's quite clear, represents a person. And, And we'll talk about this word, just remember, and everybody in the audience, remember the word person, right? Because all the Canadian acts, they are dealing with either human or person, that mm-hmm. it be the criminal code or any other act. Never you will see a word in the Canadian Acts that will be speaking about men or women mm. or, or people, right? Which basically we're talking about the jurisdiction of the highest, right? The heavenly father. Now, so when you look at this certificate, right? And this is a person... And this is basically representing a fiction, a corporation, if you will, Uh, and we'll show it later to the audience, Uh, the definition of a person in Canada, has nothing to do with the natural child. That's a creation of the state. That's a creation of, of Canada. And quite frankly, the responsible parties for that event, for this corporation, let it be similar to Uh, you know, Google Inc. or Apple Inc. or any other corporation. Those are the signatories on their certificate. It's not the parents. Mm -hmm. So the signatory is 100% responsible for this person, legal person. They are the sureties and they are the sponsors. But now, and the state sends you that certificate to the parents, hoping that a child, when the child grows up, will trespass on this, and basically take what doesn't belong to the child, which is the last name, and we'll talk about the last name later. And then, when the child does this, it basically removes the responsibility from the original signatories. So now, how that does happen? So when we grow up, you know, the first thing we want to do is. Youngsters, we want to go and, you know, obtain this, uh, unfortunately, damning document to us, which is the driver license. And when you do so, that's basically when it all begins. Either you take the driver license or the passport uh, or any other government issued photo ID where you use your signature and your image.
2: Oh, no.
1: All right. So at this state, you already basically took them off the certificate and you said anything to do with the legal world, absolutely anything, you are going to be responsible.
0: Really? Right? Is there a workaround you'll be able to tell us? Because, I mean, how how do you get by without a passport and a... a yeah,
1: we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So... That's the document that I was uh, looking for. So for for the Ontarians, you know, parents in the audience, I think this document is going to be hopefully familiar, which is, you know, a a true photostatic print of a record. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of us refer to this as a long form birth certificate. But if you look clearly uh, at the doc, sorry, carefully at the document, and you see at the bottom, we have the two sections, a section for the mother information and the section for the father's information. And look what's interesting in this section, which is very, very crucial detail. And quite frankly, the government also tells you what's happening. So if you see for the mother and the father, the surname, you can clearly see what it says, legal, Surname at birth,
2: mm.
1: right? So they're not not hiding it. Uh, they definitely change it from time to time to make it harder to to get to the to the truth to the bottom of it. But you can clearly understand, and the state tells you when you were born the surname, which is also surname over and above your name. That's um, the translation, right? Was legal when you were born so right there are no no secrets there so let's jump to the definition of person right so if you see i just took a small extract that's basically from the dictionary of canadian law Uh, we're talking about third edition and you can see the isbn for anybody who wants to obtain this uh, dictionary quite useful to have but you see basically when you look at person right uh in the criminal act person is synonymous with the term human being right so when we go out and we scream you know human rights etc etc we basically still referring to the person and later on you see. seeing quite large bold the only legal person known to our law is the corporation wow the body corporate so basically in an essence when you use that legal full name you basically consenting to be a corporation that's that's a fact right there is no need to argue that you can research that on uh, even ask the government, but when you state your full name, this is who you are.
0: What, what's the implication uh, for someone who's just like maybe first time heard that? Um, if you, they're they're they've been thinking they have all these rights, so now you know they're through the consent of their driver's license and passport um, and their you know, birth certificate, they're now basically a corporation. Does that mean they're liable for the debt? in Canada as we are insolvent um you know what what does that what are the implications for that so, person
1: So the implications are you know quite simple when you consent uh and when you don't know the the truth then the implication are yes you have legal rights as we stated so your legal rights are publicly posted and you can you know study them review them search them that's all the Canadian laws right and quite frankly you subject to the state and you know through the last maybe three years we noticed that uh, you know many practitioners can't practice
2: mm-hmm. if they
1: try to seek the truth or let's say alternative methods of you know quite frankly healing people yes uh, you know many being coerced out of jobs you know, if they don't participate in, uh, you know, some experimental injections, yes. I would say. So that's basically the implication. When you don't know the truth, you're basically consenting to be in the system, a subject to the state. Uh, that's what it is. But don't don't forget that Canada res- recognizes the supremacy of God and the rule of law, right? The problem that we don't understand that and and everybody who walks into that system, as we showed before, you know, by asking for the driver's license, asking for the passport, basically consenting to all of that and becomes a subject. Hence, it's a small club. It's not really run by, you know, the left or right or, or Democrats or Republicans it's just an illusion for us. It's, it's just a circus. So we believe that there is such thing. But in reality, there are none. Like all of it <clears throat> around the, the earth runs by the same small group of people. And, you know, the reality is based on everyone's individual journey and how far you went to the path to understand that that's the reality. And... The longer presentations, I don't know if we're going to have time to, to touch upon, upon it today, but uh, we can definitely maybe see an opportunity later on to do a longer episode because people need to be ready, uh, you know, to listen with an open heart and open mind and sometimes question the reality of uh, how we were, you know, raised and and what we were taught. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we are in a time of, you know, unveiling revelations, yep. uh, you, know, you know, some people call it the apocalypse, which doesn't necessarily have mean a negative thing. But, you know, what's happening in this time is people are waking up in large numbers to the massive deceptions in the world. Um, and, and they are they go so deep and they've been going on for so long. Um, In this particular deception, so we're basically kind of forfeiting our our God-given inalienable rights uh, to the state, and these states are largely, or maybe all, um, and at least Western countries are all uh, totally bankrupt, so it's a farce. I mean, we know the lies around the money system. There's some great... um, great videos uh about th- that giant fraud but with this one a lot i mean the average question i have and i'm sure a lot of people have is well how can you operate you know in in say canada you know how can you drive with a license how can we travel like so how can we um how can we ensure we have our god-given inalienable rights and still operate within the system i mean i know i have a Son, right now, wanting to get his drive, you know, get his G two. Um, I have my driver's license and a passport. Most people have all those documents. So, you know, is there a way you can navigate within the system, um, you know, uh, and and maintain your uh, God given inalienable rights, but still have those documents? What what's the what's the action that people should take to protect themselves from government overreach?
1: So. Yeah, it's, it's a very great question and, and, and quite frankly, the most challenging one, right? Because uh, every individual situation will vary, uh, you know, based on how deep we are in commerce, uh, you know, let it be savings, RSPs, bank accounts, uh, maybe assets. But uh, le- let me try to keep it simple for people, at least at this stage, uh, so you can at least start getting uh, a basic understanding of how can you go about, uh, you know, your future and maybe start planning and and reaching out to to individuals that know uh, this information that I'm presenting and and can give you support. But in an essence, uh, you know, when the parents do have the birth certificate and and the child uh, is growing, a child has an election to make. And and it can be done at any time. It can be done before the driver's license. It can be done after the driver's license. The important point to remember that the signatories on the birth certificate, quite frankly, responsible for any, I repeat, any legal merit. But now for you to basically hold them responsible, right? if you choose so, you, you have to start working with the government. And by working with the government, you just basically have to execute what I call good faith, you know, really good faith notices and, and tell them, you know, first, what is your election, right? So, for example, I'll just give you maybe a simple phrase that uh, some people can digest. You know, you can send them a letter that basically states your... Jurisdiction absolutely clear. You can say something like, you know, I am a divine uh, spark of life, uh, you know, to my heavenly father, the creator of all things, which is unquestionably clearly represents who you are.
2: Mm. And,
1: you know, uh, given, you know, Christian name John at birth and was assigned by the secular state, uh, last name Doe, for unjust enrichment. From now on, I'm going to be holding you accountable and as a remedy using your signatures and seal for any legal matter.
0: Is is that what you did um, in your case?
1: Almost. You have to understand, before you do that, right, this is why i mentioned for everyone it's a journey because some of us unknowingly have deep roots in commerce right because we've all been there we want you know cars and toys and maybe land so if you wake up spiritually to everything that is going on uh and and you choose to go this route. Because to me personally, that's the only route that I would choose to go regardless. Because I see who is running the earth. Mm-hmm. How are those small groups running everything? How they indoctrinate our children? Uh, none of it is made for us. No. None of, it, none of it is made for our benefit or health or you know, prosperity, happiness. And quite frankly, we have everything. We have the technology, we have the knowledge, we have the ability. Uh, many information is also hidden from us. Yes. So there is no brainer for me that the only way that peacefully I can make a change, is to unplug from what many of us call the matrix. Because mm-hmm. by, by participating, by playing with, uh, you know, legal currency.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: basically give them the power.
2: Okay. Because,
1: because a small group of people can print, you know, fake fiat currency out of a basement. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter in any country, but it only has value if we give it value and we participate.
0: Yes, absolutely. What you do? You want to? Do you have anything more to share, or do you want um, to share here?
1: Yeah. Okay. So basically. You to answer help. your question right you basically notify the government and hold them accountable but you have to understand this is also a big step because if you do that right and you do it from the purest intention from your heart you can't be jumping between jurisdiction so for example when you notify them uh, your jurisdiction right and you're saying that you're going to be holding them accountable And also for the audience, you can look up. They also give you the remedy. So basically the seal of office,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, which is the highest seal here in Ontario, you can actually legally reproduce it. And this is...
0: Really? Give your own seal?
1: So look up Vital Statistics Act of Ontario, Section 7.2. Right? Right. But it also doesn't matter if they did it legally or not, because you can't, where truth is, lie cannot exist.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: hopefully everything that I stated during, you know, your podcast, people can resonate and understand that that's the only way it works. Like there, there is no way, no way a child can be born a subject to any state. Because a state is just a fiction, it's just a name. It's a paper. It's a made-up title that a small group of people came up with, and quite frankly, we never participated in that. You know, no
0: people have uh, told me, and it's something you might be able to answer: is that our birth certificate then is used as collateral, and you know, like traded on different exchanges is can you explain how that I don't know if you want to keep sharing or get out uh, completely of share but can you explain that to the audience how that works
1: so (laughs) unfortunately you know only the tyrants and the criminals that know the full truth can explain that but I can give some maybe glimpse of what I believe and know to be the truth Right. So this document, the birth certificate, when it's issued, there is a lot of logistics behind the scene. Uh, and some people that are going this route of searching for the remedy, uh, I'd say going the wrong path of uh, trying to chase what they call the Cestic UV Trust, you know, getting a hold of the money that they own us and mm-hmm many of those statements uh, that there, there is some truth to it because this certificate from my understanding it's insured um uh, bonded and traded upon so basically it's nothing to do with the natural child it's just this legal corporation that you know some groups they have access to those tools and they can just literally buy and sell uh and i'm not sure about the logistics and, and quite Sorry, just to add, and and quite frankly, even if you ask the state, they will never tell you the truth because they have uh, what we call the privilege of, you know, international security of the secret of the states act. So quite frankly, it's none of our business. This is how they will tell us, right?
0: Yes. I mean, it is, it's fascinating and it's like they turn a, you know, a God given a human uh, into a, a corporation. So almost like turn us again into things that can be traded like commodities. We yep. don't know how it works. But it's like, you know, like the uh, the uh, creation of the Federal Reserve, when that happened, and they started printing all the, the fiat currency and, and really turning us enslaving people through this debt model of usury that, you know, that God speaks against in the Bible and wow, we've gotten into such debt. I mean, it's just a breaking now. So do you believe um, that we're close to having the system collapse and returning to God's law, not just in terms of our birth rights and rights, but other systems as well, and things like Nasara Gacera being introduced, or do you think that um, there's legitimacy behind that as well?
1: Um, You know, my personal take is that, quite frankly, we don't even know our history, uh, but what is for sure, there is a perfect balance in nature. I know at times it might seem uh, very hard to see that and and believe it, especially during those days. But, you know, Mother Earth and nature, you you can try as hard as you wish, but you cannot break the balance. And, and, you know, the same goes for the tyrants. Uh, if you look at, let's say, not some distance, a distant <clears throat> past, you know, through the French Revolution, uh, you can see how this balance works. You can push one side too tight until it all explodes. And unfortunately, the balance is restored. And this is the same as we see today. Right. You can see maybe the the population attempts, uh, very massive and aggressive uh, attempts to control mass population, control movement, control uh, practices of, you know, medicine and and well-being and health. And you can you can push it only so far. And I think the, the system is collapsing because the truth is coming and you know today we only introduced your audience to just a glimpse and i'm i'm not kidding it's just a glimpse to what is going on behind because the deception is so so deep that uh, i think the audience need to be ready to to hear more
0: because uh, yes. it's like an onion yes this is a pretty uh i'd say uh, pretty deep in audience uh yeah. so I think a lot of people have peeled back quite a few layers and then now are realizing wow this is just like there's just endless layers to go yeah. um and then you know you do have to realize and I've had historians on my show as well you have to realize that some of the layers you peel back that are presented to you as truths are also potentially deceptions Um, There's so many psyops within psyops. And really, you have to use your, I think, spiritual discernment to really um, access truths. And as we spoke about before we started this podcast, a lot of what really resonates are the most simple truths. That's when you know it's truth you know, God, everything with God is very, I agree. There is a balance, even within this chaos, there's a reason for this chaos I that I do believe this chaos was needed to restore balance because we had gotten so out of track. So it's just, it's happening very quickly now. Um, and a lot of things are changing. It seems like a storm, but, uh, it's definitely needed. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise we were on sort of a, a cliff, a cliff edge to destruction. Um, can you can you discuss anything from your own spiritual journey about um, something people talk about a lot is ascension? And what does that mean to you um, to be ascending spiritually? Like this is a new journey for you. I've talked to people who've been on this journey for 20 years or 30. I mean, in the last few years, you've had this massive breakthrough. Is it? um? Is it sort of deepening your faith in God, or what does it mean to you to go through spiritual ascension?
1: Yeah, so that's that's also an amazing question because you know me growing up uh, in Israel, uh, I'm coming from absolutely no religious background. Like I was the really? most horrible and <laughs> atheist. I, I, yes, yeah, quite atheist, and I I would even like in my early child. Teenage years, I would be, you know, going to the path, you know, maybe God doesn't exist and all of this, you know, God's delusion book. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I always was super respectful because, you know, again, you can't prove something that it's not material. God is not material, material, right? You can't prove or disprove. So, but fast forward, you know, through the recent years, what really struck me really hard is basically some of my dear friends that I respect start mentioning, uh, you know, have you had a chance to look at the nature of where we live? And I, and I start saying like, you know, well, what do you mean? And people start mentioning, well, do you really believe that you live on a globe? Well, at the beginning, I was laughing at them because I'm coming from, you know, military background. I was in the <clears throat> Israeli Air Force. And I love science. And I was just laughing at them like left, right and center. I was thinking it's a joke where those people came from. But, you know, I can assure you that you have a really nice background. So, you know, the natural physics of water, it's to find and maintain horizontal plane. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So just with that, you know, people that been through the school system, the public school system, don't a understand uh, anything about the globe. They only have this belief that we live on a globe without really investigating it. And that's what started my journey. And when I start looking into it and try to disprove that nonsense idea that we live on a topographical horizontal plane. Uh, it's a big rabbit hole, you figure out that you you were misled. And you can absolute with not much effort, you can prove it to yourself. You can go to any lake uh, and study what curvature you should expect. And you will see that you can't find this curvature whatsoever. But people... That's
0: interesting. I went down the flat earth path just briefly, but I've become quite convinced that it's a globe (laughs) so it's one of those things i i don't have any like scientific studies but i always see for me the way god creates it he doesn't create in sharp edges you know feng shui like there's there's sort of waves within the universe um but you know it's one of those things it's one of those doors that you open regardless of where you come out that gets you thinking about the deception so I'm not going to have a debate either way but I think it is it's one of those things you start to realize the level of deceptions aren't small they're massive the whole nature of reality is completely distorted
1: absolutely Um, so that was basically what started my journey uh right so as you mentioned we're not going to debate this anyone who wants to have this talk we absolutely can have it uh, it's pointless uh, for for this podcast but uh, that started my journey and you know this is a, <laughs> three years after i'm here and it's an amazing journey
0: and, and, and god for you like you've come from like a pretty hard atheist now you have a you know deep reverence for god how do you practice that and what does it mean to you to live according to God's law in the world today, as Oleg, without a last yeah. name?
1: So it's it's amazing because it's not you know people that uh, I I think for me you have a lot of meaning for life you have a lot of appreciation you see everything you go out you look at the sky you you look at our sun which is like literally not that distant uh, you see mm-hmm. it everything. And you start appreciating, and, and also you learn because it, it you basically when, when you truly accept um, the Creator or Heavenly Father, it doesn't matter if you call it, you know, Ya or Adonai, or it doesn't matter from what culture you come, but when you 100% accept it in your heart that this is an intelligent design and it's not out of a big bang, everything just came about. Uh, you just start no. learning, and there is way more to learn, uh, mm-hmm. right? And and your spiritual ascension is just—it's—it's it's a journey. It's something that maybe will take few lifetimes, but uh, you know, you better start somewhere. <laughs> so, Absolutely.
0: No. Uh, since I've started down this spirit, like you know, deep, really deep, in this, um, despite sort of some of the really sad or negative things that have happened to me, I feel this deep rooted connection to life and this reverence for life and uh every day i feel like deep jo- like respect and appreciation for being alive and so and it does make you in a way more responsible for earth to, to protect it and everything on it and I think to do your best to heal things and heal the earth and maintain good relations. I mean, doesn't mean that you're no longer without your own emotions and and pains and sufferings. But I think it it, it strengthens you for throughout the storms that may lie ahead. And I think it guides you to do what's right. For me, in any ways, I feel strongly guided. I've always felt somewhat guided, but I feel strongly guided in the last few years. And I, I feel like just like things unfold kind of magically, like where I should be, what I should be doing. Um, And it makes it kind of like a magical story. Uh, life. And I mean, you know, certainly there's been so many things that have happened to all of us um, in this time, particularly if you've been in the freedom movement, a lot of them have been quite negative on the surface. And yet it's been an unbelievable adventure, a glorious adventure of meeting so many people and everyone, you know, you go to the groups as well, they're getting bigger and bigger and we're learning from each other. We're learning about just how amazing this earth is. I mean, the herbs that are here to heal us, Um, everything that was put, as you say, this intelligent design is for our maximum prosperity and benefit. I mean, God wanted us to live a long, happy, prosperous life. And you can see that. And then you can clearly see how those few have taken the earth for their uh, own personal control and power have have done such damage. Yeah. Um, it makes it very easy to see. Um,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you on, on, on that front,
0: 100%. So it, when you live a day-to-day life, is there anything that um, you could say to the audience in terms of um, how you've been able to kind of reclaim your inalienable rights? This is all about what is sovereignty, and you know what small acts. I mean, you know, for me, even it seems difficult to imagine not using my license. I don't quite get that myself. Um, I say no in my mind. I I think eventually things like personal income tax are in question uh, down the road. Um, all different things will be in question. Is that is that you know, do I, do I, am I required to give up that money? Am I required to give up my bodily autonomy? I think just thinking through those questions as a person and claiming your sovereignty to yourself, I say almost every day, I'm a sovereign being, I'm a being of God. I'm, you know, is there anything you could recommend to people they can do, whether um, just in their head or speaking or a mantra or in their day-to-day living that would help them really become that sovereign being?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's small steps, right? Like step number one, it's obtaining, uh, you know, knowledge, uh, looking for individuals that practice and, and can, you know, mentor and share their experience. So that's one. Also, I think it's crucial, you know, from everything that you are teaching about the herbs about the holistic lifestyle about simplifying uh and taking care of you know our own well-being let it be you know body mind and spirit uh it's important first to be very well grounded regardless of the system are you in or out so you know just get grounded get stable uh you know uh detoxify from fear because that's the main tactic you know the opposition to grace the opposition to god uh you know it's basically broadcast this fear this uh, anxiety this stress and
0: in the bible more than any other phrase god says fear not you know be not afraid and there's a reason for that because the dark entities, whether physical or, or not that are running this world, they thrive, they yeah. they suck up our fear and they love our suffering and destruction. So when we give that over to them, when we, when we succumb to fear and do what they want, we're letting the enemy win. Yeah. So I, I strive, to, you know, it, no matter how uh, you know, much harm someone's done me, it's seek to repair Seek for harmony, seek for forgiveness, seek for love, um, seek for joy, at least if anything, accept uh, because we can't stay you know, angry, bitter, um, and be proactive, but in, a, in ways that are healing the earth and each other. Um, And then, you know, I think eventually God smiles when we're playing. I mean, that's the, the sense I get is this earth is supposed to be this life is supposed to be joyful we're supposed to be playing we're not supposed to be stuck with chronic disease people say oh that's just a that's the truth that is the simple truth. Is we were supposed to live a long and happy life, and play, and love, and and be you know be fruitful and multiply and and enjoy this life. So, it, there is a way we can get back to that, but I think many lessons need to be learned before we get there.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and and also <clears throat> I know it's it's very tough for probably many of the listeners, but you know there are also a great small book, you know the teach teachings of the Tao, um, which I love dearly, and very basic principles, and and they have so much ancient wisdom, uh, and they align with the Bible quite uh, amazingly, and one of them, which is this first virtue of, you know, non-discrimination, and it's hard to imagine, like, how can you not discriminate and, you know, love your neighbor the same way you love yourself, And even when we talk about, you know, tyrants or individuals that are quite frankly either lost their path and they trying to harm others, like, how can you give them love? Um, But when you try to practice this, even on the smaller scale, you know, your neighbors, uh, a random individual, man or woman that you meet at the hospital or at the store, when you expand your virtue in any direction, as you mentioned, you will manifest and you will you you can't even understand how all the sudden things will unfold for you because you're removing those negative practices of you know revenge, hatred, uh you know, anger, uh resentment, and you start practicing more and more just pure love. Uh it, it sounds easy, but you know, it's a practice that.
2: When you yes. start
1: doing it, uh, things will become much easier, and and you just that's your ascension. When you look at any situation, good or bad, it doesn't matter. A situation is happened or happening. Uh, the way you approach it, that really matters because you are hundred percent in control. How do you perceive it internally, right?
0: Yes. Yes, what is this? What does this um, situation have to teach me? I know in my book I, I write about um, energy and emotions and how they're connected. And, and, and the concept of ascension is really raising, you know, raising your uh physical vibration, your frequency and your vibration. And emotions themselves have signature frequencies. And of course, the highest vibration um other than enlightenment is love. And so wherever possible you get step into love or to, to 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 kind of squeeze up those uh, squeeze up the to as high of love as you can get and it when you resonate uh, love as much as possible now you can't all day. I mean we can have in one day hundreds or thousands of you know emotions really if you pay close attention. but if you can get yourself unstuck from the negative ones, it is a practice. It's something I've been doing for years and situations that might've bugged you, like you might've dwelled on them for weeks or some people, even months, you can let go of that situation in days um, or hours or, or minutes like or, until you get to the point where you're, it doesn't even bother you. I, I, it takes me about three days for certain things. Um, but other things I just let go immediately. And it is, it's like you say, it's a practice. So for you, Ascension is is sort of raising your your emotional, energetic frequency to love and acceptance as much as possible and kind of practicing um, your own choices that are um, sovereign for your own and other people's best interests to create um, a much better future for everybody. Is that, is that sort of how you would? Uh, Describe it. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. It's you know, <clears throat> give give away based <clears throat> based on your abilities without you know expectation of, of return. It's like help as many people as you can, you know, brothers and sisters, and then everything just manifests. Like as you mentioned, like the last few years when I start waking up and, and practicing this, things just answers come up. Uh, you know the truth just shows up uh, the right people come along and and it's amazing and and also you learn uh like i'm as i mentioned like i feel like i'm in grade one back back to jksk uh you learn that everything that you were awesome. taught you have to unlearn you know mm-hmm. and you know approach it with an open mind and and you know question uh the reality of you know, let it be dinosaurs, or where you live, or, you know, uh, evolution, and and you're going to be free, Uh, the answers will come to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we can go back to, to our topic that, you know, sovereignty, I think we kind of molded uh, from the early age to be at the state that we always look for somebody to give us permission, you know, like, like where is the certificate? Where is this yes or no or no? And, And when you ascend and you understand that we all the same and take example for, you know, small communities that we have in Ontario, like let it be Amish or Mennonites that still practice, you know, ancient, practices and they quite self-sustainable but for example it will be uh i think maybe striking for many people to believe that Amish and Mennonites some of them without any government documents cross the border really they that's do.
0: wow that's interesting i didn't know that
1: absolutely because yeah. again they cross the border and they do have families, let's say in u s or in Canada. But you know, it's not an easy task because when you encounter, you know a border officer, obviously the low level agents don't know the truth for obvious reason. Um, but they're gonna make a call, you know, to their manager, and the manager is going to call another manager, and they're gonna let them pass
2: mm-hmm.
1: because think about it. if you under God, right, and the monarch, also recognizes the supremacy of the heavenly father and manages everything for the father so what would be the reason not to let you out are you mm. in prison or what would be the reason not to let you in
2: mm.
1: you know and and i think we just complicated everything and people can't with an open heart they just information and uh, you know, so sometimes when I have conversation, people start going this route, oh, but you know, we need a system. So basically everything we see today, you know, this advanced civilization, people let to believe it only because we have a system of laws. And the reality is not. If you look at in nature, you know, let it be the remote places in the jungle or in the deserts of Africa, when we don't intervene, there is a perfect harmony, and there is a perfect balance. But same with us. So what happened with us? We just got too educated, too smart for our own good, and not well,
0: why. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess a few questions people would have is, you know, would that not lead to anarchy, where you know the the the, the negative influences would take charge? Uh, you know, you have kind of like mafia type uh, gang rule if there wasn't certain structures in place to make sure everything was balanced i mean those are some you know some questions i guess people could ponder on but when you come to one of the the, the easier things to digest is your personal sovereignty your health sovereignty, Mm -hmm. your emotional sovereignty, because they are trying to hijack us emotionally uh, through all the social media platforms. You know, am I good enough? I didn't get enough likes. Oh my God, you know, this horrible thing. Oh my God, this is happening now. I'm so scared. You know, ah, hide, virus, all these things. So we can claim our own mental, emotional sovereignty, our physical sovereignty by detoxing from all the unbelievable toxins out there and i do talk about that a lot and that's a way of taking uh action to be a sovereign being and you know uh, as much as possible disconnect from the system so we're not dependent on it at all um and and that includes the financial piece because i think we are close to kind of an uh not that's only my opinion but a an implosion of our financial system could lead to you know, a really uh, deep dark downturn that could be, you know, more like a depression than a recession. But I mean, that's because we've allowed our, given away our financial sovereignty too. Yeah. And Uh, God's, uh, God's money is not fiat currency. You know, we know God's money is precious metals. It's held as value throughout history. So is there anything else you wanted to cover today? This has been fascinating. I, 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 um, I've learned uh, some things I'd like to research further, Oleg. Um, Absolutely. A- anything uh, to close off for the audience today to maybe give them, uh, you know, something to ponder.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think at this point it it, it was a good introduction. Uh, let's maybe leave it at that and let the audience, you know, digest this and see if you know they have more questions and people will reach out to you uh, because. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for there is no one way uh, for spiritual ascension. Like there is no D way. Everybody wakes up at the wrong time uh, through their own journey. Uh, Let it be researching A or B. But um, yeah, I think it's a good baby step uh, for individuals, maybe just to stop and even review the documents that we shown today and just understand what happened and you know if anyone wants to further research they for sure can reach out to you and maybe we can schedule another call uh to do it. you have a
0: website do you have do you have a website or any way people can follow or reach you
1: it's it's on the work so right now it's just online but there is nothing there it's just literally oleg.love so okay
0: okay excellent well, that's, that's great. How
1: simple it is so there is nothing yeah. there yet, but it's <laughs> definitely coming because uh, I want to share my knowledge and sure. obviously to teach our children, you know, uh, at least that's what right. I consider the truth so they can make a, a choice because I think it's important for us to educate and share this uh, information because uh, time is coming and we can see it right where. There will be areas that are fully controlled. Let it be digital ID uh, with digital currency, and you know people that experienced hardships through the last three years. Imagine that system is in place. So Terrible. if you were able to practice, you know, medicine before, and they could take your license, you know, in a second if you prescribe something that you know allegedly. It's not good or they don't authorize it. So imagine when digital currency and digital ID are implemented fully, uh, you know, what we talk about social credit score system. So what I would love your audience to take away, it's not to be fearful of that. It's just knowing like this is okay, like a small group of people, this is what they want because they quite frankly fearful of the masses waking up they are afraid because their time of those people that quite frankly, living for free and using us as their servants is came to pass. Like enough is enough. It's done. And and we need to peacefully just help each other to understand, okay, how do we walk to a new future that we foresee a peaceful, a thriving, uh, an amazing one. And that would be awesome to see because we can manifest that, right? Like, let not fear guide us.
0: Exactly. And we are definitely agree with you. Well, thank you so much. Amazing. It's been great to talk to you. Have a wonderful day. Spasiba. (laughs) And uh, pa'cà. We'll see you again.
1: Cheers. Bye.